2: Yes, indeed it is. Good morning. Seven minutes after the hour, nine o'clock, and we're underway on a Tuesday. It is the fifth morning of the tenth month of the year of our Lord twenty twenty one, and we are uh, we're loaded. Uh, it's one of those double header Tuesdays where we have two of the heaviest hitters that we have uh, on deck coming up at nine thirty five. Jim Jordan. Normally, we hear from Ohio's uh, fourth congressional district representative, ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee. On Mondays, but his schedule uh, tied him up yesterday, which means we get him today, which is kind of cool because then we get uh, Jordan Batten leadoff. I technically am leadoff because uh, I got a monologue for you that you're going to want to hear. But then we'll put Jordan in the two-hole, and then batting third, which is oftentimes the best hitter on the team, not necessarily the cleanup hitter. Uh, then it's Kersenau coming up at 10-10. So you got Jordan and Kirsten out today. So a little bit of a double header there for you. Uh, look at it however you want to, but just know that it's going to be awesome. And I'm very much looking forward to talking to both of those gentlemen. Of course, I look forward to hearing from you, too. It might be a little tough today. Like I said, we're going to have uh, uh, limited time to take phone calls. But when we do, you need to... Need to get in, you need to hit them where they ain't. find the spot where there's no guest on the air and dial me two one six nine zero one zero nine four five triple eight two eight one eleven ten having said all of that and laying out the guest list for you, I want to start with the Pledge of allegiance so we can dive right into the monologue today. It is enormous. We have audio for you that you probably don't know about, and you're going to want to hear uh so let's take care of this first let's uh stand up patriots let's face our flags if we have them nearby. Uh, Let's put your hand over your heart, and let's pledge our allegiance to this wonderful flag that represents this wonderful republic. Liberals, Democrats, Pfizer employees, uh, you can go ahead and uh, take a knee on this one. Yeah, I said it, and I'll tell you why in a minute.
0: I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, indivisible. With liberty
3: and justice for all.
2: All right, that was a little unfair. I probably shouldn't have said Pfizer employees. That was a little bit unfair. I want to backtrack on that one. All right, let's retract that. Uh, Pfizer executives, Pfizer propagandists, Pfizer liars, Uh, You go ahead and take that knee because your American uh, patriotism is obviously in serious question, and I'll tell you exactly why. After we listen to another guy who I guarantee you takes a knee whenever we talk about the liberties afforded us by this wonderful constitutional republic of ours. And I'm speaking, of course, about the highest paid employee of the United States federal government. I'm talking about the director of the National Institute of Epidemiology and Infectious Diseases and whatever else his business card says, Dr. Anthony Fauci, who went on an interview, and I just found this audio. It's just kind of coming to light. But this interview was done on a Canadian broadcast uh, network, CBC, last week. And in that conversation with the Canadian interviewer, uh, the interviewer asked Dr. Fauci what you say to and how you can appeal to people who are hesitant. And then she said, eventually, anti-vaxxers. And by the way, it should be noted that not everybody who is opposed to the COVID-19 vaccine is, and, and moreover, not everybody who is opposed to a COVID-19 vaccine mandate, which is the key here. We're looking for freedom, opportunities to take it or not take it based on our own choices, Right. But not everybody who is opposed to that is a quote unquote anti-vaxxer. This is what they do. They try to lump us into a negative with a negative stereotype saying we're opposed to all vaccines. That way they can call us idiots saying, aha, so I guess you don't believe in the polio vaccine or the smallpox vaccine, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Because we may be questioning or vaccine hesitant when it comes to these, uh, Pfizer and Moderna and Johnson products does not mean that we are anti-vaxxers as, as a rule. There are a lot of us, I mean, look, uh, did I get vaccinated with the polio vaccine and the small, smallpox vaccine when I was a child? Yeah, did my kids? Yeah, sure. There are several, and you want to know why? Because they have undergone decades worth of trials and decades worth of study to see if there are long-term side effects. And we know after, uh, obviously, this long period of time, these are tried and true and very, very uh, unlikely to produce negative results for most people. That's not to say they don't for some. But the mass, you know, vast majority of, of people who take those long, tried and true vaccines uh, have no problems, and so you know, many of us are like, okay, I can, I can, I can see the validity and the reward versus risk here in taking those. COVID nineteen is what. November to now, it's because uh, it was greenlit really last year, thanks to President Trump's Operation Warp Speed. It was uh, greenlit; the uh, uh, first injections were put into arms last November. Now it's October, so eleven months ago. That's all we have. We don't have long term. So vaccine hesitancy based on conditions today does not make one an anti-vaxxer. Now, having said all of that, Dr. Fauci answered the question about what he should he wants to say to Americans who are hesitant or who are anti-vaxxers. And Dr. Fauci, in a rare moment of honesty, in a rare moment of clarity, essentially admitted, screw your freedoms. Your individual liberties don't matter. The greater good
3: for society does. Listen. Now I'm going to answer your question. I think what people have to appreciate that indeed you do have personal liberties for yourself and you should be in control of that. But you are a member of society. And as a member of society, reaping all the benefits of being a member of society, you have a responsibility to society. And I think each of us, particularly in the context of a pandemic that's killing millions of people you have got to look at it and say there comes a time when you do have to give up what you consider your individual right of making your own decision for the greater good of society there's no doubt that that's the case and there it is
2: laid out for the world to hear there comes a time when you must give up your individual rights on what you do with your body, how you care for it, how you treat it, what medical decisions are made about it. Uh, you give up those rights for the greater good of society. Society will tell you what to do with your body. If more, un-American words have ever been spoken, I'd like to hear them. We'll we'll, we'll put them in a a list here and compare and contrast. That is just about as vile of an anti-American, anti-freedom, anti-liberty statement as I have ever heard. There comes a time for you to give up your private medical freedom because of the greater good for society. Do you know what that is if you apply it to another term? That, my friends, is socialism. That, my friends, is communism. Substitute medical freedom for property. And you have the, the, the basis of, of socialism and communism. The ta- there, there may be times where you have to sacrifice your own individual right to property for the greater good of society. You realize, right, private property is forbidden in socialist Uh, countries, in socialist societies. Private property doesn't exist. Everything is, is owned by the state because they can dole it out for what? For the greater good of society. So that everyone in society has just about the same, with the exception, of course, of the Dr. Fauci's, the elites. They have it all. They have all the power and all of the wealth that the human mind can conceive of. But for the rest of us, you don't get to have your own personal freedom to have more than others by working harder, by achieving, by advancing, by studying. You don't get to have more than anybody else. That private property would be better served if we're given to the state to be doled out for the greater good of society. That's exactly what socialism is built upon. And that's exactly what they're doing now with medicine. Dr. Anthony Fauci said there comes a time when, yes, you enjoy your individual rights, but you are a member of society. And as somebody who enjoys the benefits of that society, you owe it to the society to give up those individual rights for the greater good of society. He said this out loud. Now, if you think that's the most shocking audio you're going to hear today, uh, settle in. I'm going to take my break early now. I'm going to do it here at nine seventeen, so I can come back with you or back to you with more audio that is going to blow your mind. Project Veritas has been hard at work exposing the big pharma companies. Now they have netted the biggest fish in the pond. Pfizer scientists caught on tape admitting what many of us have been saying from the very start. I've got audio for you from actual, not former, these aren't whistleblowers, these are current Pfizer scientists who work on the vaccine, who are going to lay the truth out because they don't know that they're being recorded. It is the best kind of whistleblower, the whistleblower who doesn't know he's blowing a whistle. This is coming up next on AM 1420 The Answer.
0: the free WHK mobile app and listen to your favorite WHK programs or podcasts on the go. It's free in your app store. Okay, 921.
2: Project Veritas is uh, has been doing extraordinary work on behalf of the American people and on behalf of Liberty for a very long time. They have been investigating and they have been uh, secretly recording conversations with members and people who work for the big pharmaceutical companies. The ones that we presume are making billions uh, on pushing the COVID-19 vaccines, regardless of how potentially dangerous they may be, regardless of how effective they may be. They're making billions. And this is what it's all about. Well, Project Veritas finally got inside uh, and again has landed the biggest fish in the pond, Pfizer. The only company that can claim that they have, and it's only a claim, by the way, that they can uh, that can claim they have full FDA approval for their drug, their anti-COVID-19 drug. I won't call it a vaccine. Um, Pfizer is is the big fish and multiple Pfizer scientists have now been caught on tape admitting the truth.
4: Nick Carl is an experienced biochemist at Pfizer with a history of working in the pharmaceutical industry. Nick admits to our undercover journalist that those who've had COVID have stronger immunity than those who've received the Pfizer COVID vaccine.
5: When somebody is naturally um immune like they got covid um they probably have better like not better but more antibodies against the virus because what the vaccine is is like i said that protein holder, so that's just on the outside so it's just one antibody against one specific part of the virus when you actually get the virus, you're going to start producing antibodies against, like, multiple pieces of the virus. And not only just, like, the outside portion, like, the inside portion of the actual virus. So your antibodies are probably better at that point than the vaccination. Your
2: natural antibodies are better than the vaccine can possibly produce because the vaccine is geared towards stopping one particular type of protein caused by uh, that is carried by the virus. And whereas your natural antibodies stop all of them. Your natural immunity is better if you've recovered. But Pfizer isn't out there telling the CDC that. Pfizer isn't doing commercials saying if you've already had COVID-19 and recovered from it, you don't need our shot. You're good. In fact, you're stronger than what we have. Why is that? Could it be because of the truth? Could it be because Pfizer scientists admit that they literally are being run and being paid by COVID money right now? But don't take his word for it.
4: Two other Pfizer scientists echo the same sentiment.
5: So I'm well protected?
1: Yeah. Like as much as the vaccine? Probably more. How so? Like how much more?
6: You're protected most likely for longer since it was a natural response.
5: We're like bred and taught to be like, like, vaccine is safer than than actually getting covid you cannot like talk about this in public if you have antibodies built up like you
3: should be able to prove that you have those built up.
6: i mean i still feel like i work for like an evil corporation we're trying to keep track of everyone that's been vaccinated versus the census of how many people are actually reported basically our organization is run on COVID money now. You don't talk about anything that can possibly implicate you or, like, big pharma. Um, uh, Even if you shut the door to the office, it's kind of like, who's listening?
5: I specifically have, like, oh god, I I signed NDAs against this. Obviously,
2: these interviews are being recorded in public settings, so there's a lot of background noise, ancillary noise, other people at other tables, and so on and so forth. So maybe you can't make all of that out, so let me give you a little bit of clarification. One of the most important things that you just heard from some of those Pfizer employees is that we are sworn to secrecy. We cannot talk about this. We cannot talk about anything that shows big pharma in a bad light. He said, even when you leave for the day and close the door, you wonder who's listening. You wonder who's listening because they have to make sure we're not talking about this to anybody. One of the most important things you heard there was this.
6: Basically, our organization is run on COVID money now.
2: Our organization is run on COVID money now. In other words, the company has put its profits first, second, and last above health above the need for some people to get a vaccine, and the reality that not everybody does need that vaccine, that people especially who have recovered, millions of people who have recovered from COVID-19, have stronger antibodies and stronger protection than Pfizer can come up with in any of their labs. But they're still pushing the vaccine to everyone. Why? Because our company is run on COVID now. At the very end, you heard that one scientist say, Oh, my God, I signed NDAs on this. NDAs, that's non-disclosure agreement, meaning I'm never allowed to talk about what we do at Pfizer with anybody. And yet this product is being used by the federal government through the FDA, the CDC, the Biden administration to fire people from their jobs if they don't take it. Fire people from their jobs if they don't take it. Take away their livelihoods. Take away their abilities to feed their families, to house their families. If they don't take something, just to make big pharmaceutical companies billions and billions of dollars. How
5: do we get the unvaccinated vaccinated? you
3: know what's going to be like? I feel
5: like what they're doing. Like... Down there. for instance like the city needs like vax cards and everything it's just like about making it so inconvenient for like unvaccinated people to, to the point where they're just like f*** it okay. you know what do you mean like if you are restricting people that are unvaccinated from doing anything and then like vaccinated people are allowed to do anything they want Eventually
4: they're
5: just gonna be like let me just get vaccinated.
2: This is a Pfizer employee talking about the campaign to get everybody vaccinated and one of the ways one of the ways to do it is to work with the government to mandate that anybody who does have the vaccine can go anywhere they want. And anybody who doesn't have the vaccine can't go anywhere. Make their life so inconvenient, so miserable, so uncomfortable that they'll just say, Screw it, I'll take it. And why? Because it makes them billions and billions of dollars, regardless of the health concerns of the people taking the vaccine, regardless of the side effects, regardless of all of the the terrible, serious uh, um, uh, adverse reactions that have been found. It's all about the money.
6: I mean, you have multiple companies that were basically given. Kind on of the money to produce vaccines and they're pushing them. So what happens to the monoclonal,
1: monoclonal antibody treatments?
6: Push to the side.
5: Why? Money.
2: Wait, like? Okay, if you didn't hear that, the reporter asked, what about the monoclonal antibodies? And the, the uh, Pfizer employee said, push to the side. And she said, why? And he said, money.
6: Push to the side. Why? it's disgusting you're not wearing a wire (laughs) in
2: case you didn't hear that you're not wearing a wire are you these pfizer scientists are are going to lose their jobs and probably be sued for everything they've ever made by pfizer because if they give up their secrets but they're giving them up because they don't know they're being recorded project veritas is doing a greater good for this country than Joe Biden's administration could ever do in a billion lifetimes, a billion terms. Of course, given that much, and let us destroy it altogether. But let's hear the rest of the clip. All
5: right. <laughs> <laughs> you want to text me?
6: <laughs> I mean, I still feel like I work for like an evil corporation because it comes down to profits in the end. And I mean, I'm there to help people, not to make. Yeah. yeah of dollars so i mean that, that's the morals of my billions mind. and billions i'm trying to be nice no <laughs> i hear I you i do i mean,
5: I mean I'll, I'll still give you a hard time about
2: it i feel like i work for an evil corporation because i was here to help people not to help them make millions and millions of dollars the project veritas reporter says you mean billions and billions he said yeah i was trying to be nice This is the reality. They are forcing people at the risk of losing their jobs and their livelihoods to take a product that even the scientists at the company that produces the vaccine admit is not as effective as natural immunity, but it's not about natural immunity and it's not about health. It's about money, it's about maximizing profits. And that's why they had to sign NDAs. That's why they're not allowed to talk to anybody about Basically,
6: this. our organization is run on COVID money
2: now. Basically, our organization is run on COVID money now. You still think the CDC gives a rat's A about your health? Do you think that Anthony Fauci gives a rat's red A about whether or not you're sick? Do you think anybody at Pfizer cares about whether or not you get sick. It's about dollars. And now we have them admitting it. Jim Jordan after the news. AM 1420 The
5: Answer.
0: vaccinated against the lies of the liberal media pandemic the bob france authority on am 1420 the answer
2: it's pretty uh it's pretty stunning isn't it to literally hear a pfizer scientist admit to a project veritas veritas report.
6: basically our organization is run on covid money now. Our
2: organization is run on COVID money now. I feel like I work for an evil corporation because it's about making them billions, not about people's health. That's the reality that we have been talking about. And yet our federal government continues to push the mandate. And they are firing people from their jobs, taking their livelihoods away, their ability to provide for their families if they do not take the Pfizer money jab. Joining us now is uh, Congressman Jim Jordan. As promised, we get a special treat. Congressman Jordan on the same day as Kirsten. Now, back to back, we got uh, Jim Jordan now, who is the ranking member of the House Judiciary Committee, my congressman in the Ohio 4th. Congressman, good morning. How are you, sir?
4: I'm doing fine, Bob. Project? How are you doing?
2: I'm good, sir. Project Veritas, I don't know if you've had a chance, yeah. uh, to see the videos, yeah. uh, the undercover reporting. They, um, they are doing more for this country, I swear to goodness, uh, and for the people of this country than I don't know if anybody in the federal government could ever do because they're getting to the truth. Uh, you know, you guys can subpoena. People who come and testify before congressional committees, and they just sit there and lie to you. Project Veritas goes out there and secretly, secretly records them as they tell the truth. We, yeah, yeah. what w- what I heard here was just staggering. They know full well, do the pro- Pfizer uh, scientists, that uh, people with natural immunity who had COVID yeah. and recovered do not need the vaccines because it is more robust, stronger, longer lasting than the Pfizer shot could be. But Pfizer won't tell <laughs> anybody that because it's all about maximizing profits.
4: Yeah. And Fauci's helping them, right? And Fauci's helping Pfizer by, I mean, I don't know if he's, if there's any kind of formal arrangement. I doubt that, but, but he's, he's sending that same message by saying, you got to get the vaccine. And, and when he was asked about natural immunity, Fauci said, well, you know, I'll have to look at, it. come on, you know, you know, the facts here. Come, everybody understands that natural immunity is as good, if not better than, than, uh, the, the vaccine. But, uh, you know, this is, this is, uh, this is why there's so much distrust now in our government and in other institutions because when you have a guy like Fauci who said everything and been on all sides of every issue uh, regarding uh, this virus people just don't just don't buy into what he's saying anymore
2: no, they don't. And I'm glad you brought them up because my monologue this morning was focused on two pieces of audio. One was the Pfizer employees in that project, Veritas, uh, expose. Yeah. The other one was Dr. Fauci. Let me see. I don't, I, I hope I have this queued up here because I want to get your reaction specifically to these words that he said to a broadcaster on the
3: CDC, which or CBC, which is the Canadian broadcaster. Feel Club. their trust. Be that a clergyman, be that a, a, a family member, a sports figure, someone who can relate to them in a non-confrontative way. Having said that, now I'm going to answer your question. I think what people have to appreciate that indeed you do have personal liberties for yourself and you should be in control of that. But you are a member of society. And as a member of society, reaping all the benefits of being a member of society, you have a responsibility To society. And I think each of us, particularly in the context of a pandemic that's killing millions of people, you have got to look at it and say there comes a time when you do have to give up what you consider your individual right of making your own decision for the greater good of society.
2: I heard you chuckling there for a second. I don't know if you've heard that well, clip before. I just became aware of well, it last night. Um, you, that, have you ever heard anything as, as egregious as that? Give up your well, no, individual that, liberties for the better, the, the greater good of society.
4: Yeah, that is, that is like the, You never saw that this is where it gets serious, because uh, we, are, we are now uh, on this, this fast track to communism, and that is exactly what Fauci is alluding to there. That is scary stuff. Um, but to hear that, I mean, you, you also have to laugh because who, in, who with any common sense today in the world, uh, actually listens to Dr. Fauci? I think it's just the, the, the people who host shows on CNN and MSNBC and the other mainstream press. I don't know that anyone else pays attention to this guy. Um, <laughs>
2: um, I, I, I don't know if I agree with that. Um, because I see and hear enough of the shaming of people who are not getting this vaccine. I hear in, in, uh, enough of the people who are screaming that if you don't get the vaccine, you're killing people. You're spreading it to other people and so forth. Now, they have no science behind that, mind you, none whatsoever. Yeah. If the vaccine yeah. actually works, then the unvaccinated are no danger to the vaccinated. But I hear it all the time. And moreover, Congressman, I see employers uh, firing people. Just yesterday, we I found uh, the the I largest know. largest care provider in New York fired fourteen hundred <sighs> unvaccinated employees. You know what that means? They are listening to Doctor Fauci and the CDC. Yeah, yeah. I think
4: there's. I mean, I think there's a there's a fear out there from the, the government and what what Biden has said. I don't know that they actually think that that Fauci is right, but but yeah, it's a it's a it's a good point. It is it is scary. Uh, I think I've uh, talked about the line that, that uh, the former attorney general had in a, in a letter when this all started more than a year and a half ago, he said, the constitution is not suspended during a crisis. And I would actually argue that's when it's most important. And yet here we have Dr. Fauci citing this line, like forget the constitution. It's all about the greater good baloney. Um, And look, we all understand we're all part of, we're, we're all part of our, our, our great country and we want our country to succeed. And we're part of that, 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 that effort. But, the fundamental liberties we have under the Constitution are not suspended during a crisis, and in fact, that's when they're most important. Dr. Fauci doesn't understand that. I don't think the President of the United States understands that.
2: Well, you know, Congressman, I I brought this up earlier on the program before you came on. If you substitute the words private property for medical choice and put the same sentence together that Dr. Fauci used, if you surrender your private property for the greater good of society, what do we call that?
4: Yeah, that's communism. It's, That's it's communist. Up that communist. is literally it's the basis of up. communism. Yep. No, it's 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 frightening and like I said, it's the pace that the left is moving to to uh undermine American citizens' freedom and uh embrace the things they're embracing is is really scary. It is really scary, and it's why we all have to keep I mean, doing what you're doing, every day pointing it out, uh talking about that, making sure you you see now where the Attorney General of the United States, uh, is, is called for an investigation because the school board association, the teachers are out there are saying that, oh, parents who protest critical race theory, uh, we need to, we need to view them in some kind of terrorism context. And I'm like, what are you talking? So you're exercising your First Amendment liberty to petition your government is now going to be viewed by the, by the, the, this, this, this teachers association out there. Uh, and Merrick Garland is going to look into this as as some kind of terrorist threat? Like, are you kidding me? So this is where it goes um, when the left just continues to push towards this, this socialist, communist uh, uh, approach to things.
2: Well, yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought it up. That was going to be one of my questions for you. When the Attorney General essentially orders the FBI to target and investigate parents for intimidation yeah. and harassment of school board members because they come to the school boards and demand to have a say in their kids' education and and a say in stopping their kids' indoctrination and you have him ordering the FBI to look into that and to call them domestic terrorists. Yet, Congressman, a candidate for governor in the state of Virginia uh, can we'll stand call, yeah. there, Terry McAuliffe, and say the parents yeah. should not be able to come into the schools and have have a say in their kids education let the educators do their jobs first the parents this is yeah. this doesn't concern you
4: that's okay yeah.
2: in in the eyes of of, of the left and, and obviously the way the uh, justice Department is run now,
4: yeah, because Bob, remember, of course, some bureaucrat working at the Department of Education—they uh, they care a lot more about your kid than you do than a parent. Who, I mean, some bureaucrat who works at at that big building in in D.C. in the Department of Education who doesn't even know your kid's name for goodness sake. Oh, they care more than a mom or a dad uh, for their own child. This is this mindset. Remember what the Cardona, the the, the uh, education secretary also said last week. He said, "Oh, these parents are just mad because their guy didn't win the race for president." I mean, uh, dismissing it, just this, this attitude like, I'm so much better than you moms and dads out there who who bust your tail and sacrifice everything for your kids. I'm so much better and smarter than you. I hate that attitude. But that is exactly where the left is. It's arrogant. They're smarter than us. They know better than us. And parents are sick of it. And the, 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 they're just showing up at these school board meetings because they want what's best for their kids, and they're sick of this, this radical hate America, critical race theory baloney, um and everything else that's going on. So... Again, we just we got to continue to push back because this is this is who the left is today.
2: Well, you're talking about the current education secretary, and let you know, just to just to kind of let everybody know that this uh, this idea kind of flows through the entirety of the left. The last education secretary in the in a Democratic administration, Arne Duncan. You remember what he said? Yeah, in hun- August. Uh, compared people who are anti-mask to the suicide bombers at the Kabul airport that killed 13 Americans. You notice how they're alike, the anti-maskers and anti-vaskers? He said they both blow themselves up and inflict harm uh, on those around them and are convinced they're yeah. fighting for freedom. This is the mentality, yeah. uh, Congressman, and it's... Yeah it's 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 frightening that all, the only people who talk about it are guys like me on the radio and guys like you who come on. The mainstream networks who reach so many millions of people have a responsibility to share this stuff, and they don't.
4: Yeah, but the good news is, the good news is when you're out and about, and just regular folks across this great state, and across the country, they see it, they feel it, they know this is BS. And these, you know, these, uh, uh, these news anchors on 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 and, and show hosts on CNN and MSNBC, there are four people watching. Um, that that's not where the country is. And um, but again, if we don't push back, this this small group who pushes this radical left agenda, they're going to move ahead. So we we got to push back. But the vast majority of the people in this great country get it. I mean, when I'm out and about across the west west central, north central, Ohio, northeast Ohio, you you could, you can see people don't buy into this baloney. Um, but we got to keep talking about it. we got to keep fighting back.
2: We do. No question about it. Congressman, let's talk about the money now. Um, first of all, uh, how many times a week do you get chased into a bathroom stall by uh, radical uh, activists uh, coming in there and demanding to a- ask you questions about your policies? That, your that, because Joe Biden that says not, that that's normal. He said that's a normal part of the process.
4: Yeah, it's, it's, uh, that has not happened to me, although I think we've talked before. We have had People screaming. Us. I've had people yell at me and swear at me on the street. You know, so that that kind of stuff. But that, that's a, that's a little. Well, that, that part is normal. That, protesting yeah.
2: is normal, and you do it in public spaces when public officials yeah. and figures go out if they want to make their voices heard. I get that. Yep. But that's different than chasing somebody into a bathroom stall, harassing them, and of so course. forth. And yet, President Biden says, "Well, that's you know, it's inappropriate, but it's a normal part of the process. Happens all the time." Yeah. I want to know anybody. Yeah. I, want, I want somebody else who's in a position like yours to tell me when it happened to them last. Because what they do to the Kirsten well, cinema and trying to intimidate her is just yeah. reprehensible.
4: It's crazy. We had a lady. I think I told you this one time. We had a lady. Uh, we were at the theater, and this lady just started screaming, "Shame, evil!" Just making a big scene, and it was, you know. So that, that's how the left operates. But I've never seen anything like this where they follow you into the restroom. It, it, it's it's just crazy. But again, this is the left. They're they're just just out of control. And God bless cinema and uh, and Senator Manchin for. For saying, you know, we're not going to go for this crazy three and a half trillion on top of the one point two trillion on top of all the other spending that is for all kinds of left wing crazy ideas. Um, God bless them for standing firm, and let's hope yeah. they continue to do so. Well, that you know, that was uh, my and-
2: next question. Do, do you think they will hold firm, Congressman? And here's the other question. While we're wondering if Manchin and cinema will hold firm, I have to wonder because, you know, I'm jaded and I'm cynical by my uh, study of recent history. I'm wondering if we yeah. have more to worry about from a Romney or a Sass or a Portman or Rhino Rino, or Murkowski or somebody, if they won't cross the line and fold and say, we need to get this done.
4: Well, I, I don't think so. Uh, you know, I, I don't think they've done it before. Do that. No, I understand, but I, I just don't think this is this you know again, I think you look at the spending level this like on top of what's already happened, I mean all the other spending that took place over the last year and a half so um i don't I don't think so um and like i said let's let's hope that that uh, Senator Manchin and Senator cinema will will continue to hold firm um and and not go for something that we all know is just just ridiculous.
2: Well, uh it it is beyond ridiculous and uh you know, I guess I I'm trying to be cautiously optimistic congressman, but I don't want to get burned, you know. It's kind of like the Indians mm, going yeah. to the World Series and they're up 3 to 1 and uh <laughs> you know, when, you're you're afraid to think that they could actually win this thing. Somebody's going to blow it. That's me right now. Yeah. I, I saw yeah. Nancy Pelosi take a loss when she said, we'll have a vote today on Thursday. Then she said, well, we'll have it on Friday. Well, it's now Tuesday, and they haven't had it yet. And part of me is like, we're yeah. up 3-1 to one here in the World Series. Yeah. Uh, are we going to blow no, this I in know. the end?
4: Yeah, and they all look foolish. I mean, she brought the president of the United States to Capitol Hill, and he was there for all of 40 minutes, it seemed, and walked away with nothing. I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't get that either. But... Um, yeah, you're right because they still have time, and she's now set a deadline of October, end of October, October 31st. So we'll, we'll, we'll wait and see. Let's let's hope they hold firm, and we just need to keep pointing out the facts, uh, just how ridiculous this this spending is, and what it's going to mean to the country, on uh, this this never ending quest that the left has to get us to a socialist uh, socialist nation, which we got to stop.
2: We do. And, uh, you know, as we pointed out, coming full circle in the interview here, the Anthony Fauci to essentially espouse a socialist-slash-communist talking point saying give up what you have for the greater good of society. I've never heard anything as as direct and as plain as that. Um, Yeah.
4: Yeah, from a guy who's like, I I just feel like has no credibility left. But anyway, we'll see. Are
2: you going to invite him to Christmas?
4: Christmas No, I want to invite him to... Yeah, I mean, this... (laughs) Remember a year like it was a year ago that 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 all these guys were uh, going out having Christmas and Thanksgiving when they were telling us we couldn't. I mean, the double standard. Uh, and then for Fauci to say, "Oh, I really didn't say that." Yes, you did. I saw the tape that you, uh, you said no we can't we can't we're not going to be able to get together we got to wait and see and then the next day you're on the tv and i didn't really say that they take me out no no we don't well, then, you and then, then to bring it for and then, then to bring concept.
2: it back around to bring it back around and repeat it a week ago he's he was asked you know are people going to get together for christmas this year and he said well it's just too soon to say he's literally yeah. quite, i mean literally it's october and he's saying i'm not sure if i'm going to recommend people get together for christmas in december now as if it's his choice and not yours yeah. who you invite to christmas i may invite him Jeez. i may invite him just because you know what i would like him to come just so that we can actually yeah. uh, prove what a hypocrite he is and then maybe while he's there i could fill his ear for a little while uh, but it's
4: just, <laughs> just, just a i just want him to come back in front of the coronavirus select committee so i could ask him some questions because be every nice. time he's come he's refused to answer the basic questions i mean i asked him a question i don't know it's I, I it's months and months ago i asked him a simple question when does it end tell me what measure remember he initially said i remember that but, but now, now he now he won't give us a number. I don't think he's going to be satisfied till every single human being on the planet has got three shots. I mean, that that seems to be what the standard is now. So I, I just would like for, like tell us when it ends, Dr. Fauci. Tell us when it ends, or doesn't it end until we all give up our free? I mean, it just makes no sense.
2: Well, just so you know, uh, Congressman, first of all, you, you heard Joe Biden say last week 97 to 98 percent of Americans are going to have to get this shot uh, before we go back to normal. So, so you're right when you just said that, virtually every person. And second of all, uh, as far as uh, 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 the three shots you said, what makes you think they're going to stop at three? I have, yeah. I, have, I have a headline in front of me, effectiveness of the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine falls below 50 percent after five months. Well, guess what? After the booster starts to fall, uh, after another five months, what are they going to say? Uh, it's time Great. for the fourth shot. It's time for the fifth shot. You don't think they're going to stop at three for real, do you? Uh, and that's, yeah. uh, that, you know, this is, again, I just played for you the COVID or the Pfizer guy saying this company is run on COVID money now. Of course they're going to yeah. have a third, fourth, fifth, sixth shot. Every single shot is another, you know, thousand bucks in their pocket. So, Congressman Great. Jordan, uh, thanks so much for the time, sir. I appreciate it. We'll talk
4: you soon. You bet. All
2: right. That's Jim Jordan on AM 1420. The answer, it's 954. I'll be right back. Okay, 958. Went a little bit long there with Congressman Jordan, so we have a shorter segment here. My apologies for that. Won't have any time for calls. But uh, I'll tell you something what doctor fauci said needs to be brought i don't think congressman jordan had heard it before right he seemed and sounded genuinely shocked when i played that audio for him from and you know maybe maybe why would he have i didn't find it until last night i became aware of it last night anyway uh this was an interview on uh cbc or c yeah cbc the canadian broadcast company Uh, is, I believe, I want to make sure I'm not mixing up my audio clips here. Let me double-check this. I believe this was. Yeah, he was delivering a lecture at McGill University in Montreal. So, yes, it was the Canadian broadcast company he was doing this interview with, and it was last week, yet it didn't really kind of make the, the viral rounds, if you will, until yesterday. So I just became aware of it last night. It appeared to me that Congressman Jordan had not yet heard that comment because he was he was shocked. But he was right. Did you notice he thought the same thing I did? That's communism. That is a call for communism. There's no way to spin that. There's no way to clean that up. That is a call for communism. Let me see if I can just kind of uh, throw a dart at the wall here and see if I can hit a bullseye. Be right.
3: that trust, be that a clergyman, Close. be that uh, right up. of making your own decision for the greater good of society. There it is. There's no doubt that that's the case. And you know, I think when people realize, well, it's my body, if I don't if I get infected, I don't really care because I'm a young person and I likely and they're correct. That's the point. They're correct. It is likely if I'm a young healthy person that I'm not going to have a serious outcome. But what sometimes gets blocked with blinders is that you could get infected get no symptoms or mild symptoms and inadvertently and innocently pass it on to someone else that will kill them but if that someone else is
2: vaccinated Dr. Fraudchi why should they worry about getting infected by an unvaccinated person if the vaccine works and this is your this is your argument this is your entire point if the vaccine works then a vaccinated person can't be killed by an unvaccinated person. Perhaps you're arguing the point that the vaccine doesn't necessarily work. Or that it doesn't work in its current form, and it won't work until there's a third or a fourth or a fifth booster. When maybe some of your pals at Pfizer and Moderna and Big Pharma can make another $4, 5 $15, 27000000000 billion in a quarter. That's right, in a fiscal quarter. We'll get into this and much more with Kirsten now next, AM 1420,
4: the